Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk in Real Time, your podcast giving you behind the scenes access to some really awesome creative souls to hear how they keep things real in their lives and passion projects, but mostly, you know, off the cuff, informal, real talk. I'm your host, Jay Herman, storyteller and badassery advocate. Today, my guest is Arielle Blue, who is one of the most amazing performers that I have seen in such a very, very long time. Uh, Arielle Blue is an actor, singer, and writer who was bitten by the bug early in college. She has worked in the main stage productions at the West Coast Black Theater Troupe, Florida Studio, Theater Improv, as well as many other places in and around town in our hometown of Sarasota, Florida. But she has also worked with legends like Christopher Williams and Sharon Scott. I can't rave anymore about this woman. Ariel, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you feeling? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. My pleasure. So, you know, obviously COVID is going to be on the minds and tongues of people for yeah. quite some time. How are you handling being quarantined? Um, You know what? A little solitude will not hurt me. So mm-hmm. I, I'm doing good, actually. Just taking it. Day by day, trying to find ways to be creative, but also rest. Mm. And that is extremely important. It's, I mean, you're someone, you work a lot. So are you finding this is giving you more time to rest or is this giving you more time to be creative, but, you know, a little behind the scenes? Uh, both. I The last two days I've worked out, like early evenings, I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm like, <laughs> and I... And just being home is nice, but I'm never here. So I'm getting reacclimated to mm. my space. Nice, nice. So Sarasota, is this your absolute like hometown? Is this where you were born and grew up? Yes, I was born and raised in Sarasota. Wow. What's it like for you being quarantined in your hometown? Like there are a lot of people that are stranded right now in places, you know, away from home. What's it like for you being at home during this time? It's cool it's super familiar so I know everything like where to go where not to go where I can go outside and get some sun if I need to but I do have some friends who are still here as actors who are stuck you know so I'm trying to like kind of be there for them too you know like it's okay guys we'll get through this right I mean this is unprecedented I mean in our time to go through something like this and you know Sarasota being this beautiful paradise of a place mm-hmm. and it feels it feels restrictive right yeah. like we, we we can't really take advantage of the things that this area is known yeah. for and now that so, we have quote unquote time it's like yeah we have time but we cannot do anything so, <laughs> right? so do you do you miss performing or are you like really relishing in this downtime huh I miss being busy right now Mm -hmm. and I sort of miss performing, but I am learning how to rest because that was um, something I never knew how to do, but Mm -hmm. I always lived on the go. So it wasn't like a big thing for me. Like I need rest. It's just, I knew how to function um, with the little rest I got. And so that was my normal. And so Mm -hmm. I have to find a new normal. Uh, what are some things that are becoming your new normal besides, besides resting? Like, are you finding new songs to sing? Are you like 
memorizing new monologues. Like, are you doing breakfast? <laughs> I am cooking, and I was like, "Why did I ever leave the kitchen?" For like That's the last good. week, yeah, I made breakfast. I made dinner yesterday, which will carry me through till tomorrow. So it's like leftover galore. But cooking, and actually, I'm like taking walks in the neighborhood. Mm. That is it. Nice. Those are all good things. Yeah. Those are all (laughs) (laughs) They're new. Right. Right. So, I mean, if nothing else, this, it's an, it's a horrible time, obviously with people, you know, all the world over, but then also we have some things to be grateful for. Like you said, getting, getting out more and finding that we actually have more time if we allow ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And learning what is necessary for us now, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like this, I really don't need to be doing all this and going here, going there. It's just, okay, now I you can figure out a different type of schedule for you and then mm-hmm. get back to um, whatever our normal will be once this is over. Right, right. So you have been performing for over a decade you have done some amazing shows dream girls ain't misbehaving ain't nothing but the blues avenue q i mean like did you always know that you wanted to be on stage performing absolutely not (laughs) no no way uh i would say high school i was still kind of like I don't know what I want to do. You know, like people mm-hmm. ask me, oh, you can do that. I mean, school. Yes, I'm going to college for what? I don't know. I don't want to be a social studies teacher because I was really I liked reading. So reading about geography was easy. I have an affinity for literature, mm-hmm. but I don't want to teach it. Math is OK. You know, it's a numbers game. But I did not know what I wanted to do. Even in college, I was like, OK, I'm going to do communications because it seemed broad where it could go anywhere and I knew that I liked connecting with people so that was what I did know and then for some reason which I really cannot give an answer to I minored in theater because for my understanding I figured that would help me with communications with having to be in front of people which Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would doing do on this scale but just you know small groups of that's because that's still some type of performance aspect. You have to grab these people's attention and get them um, interested in what you're doing. So I minded in theater, came home, auditioned for a play. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, a nice hobby. But about a year later, I was like, oh, this is, this is fun. I could, <laughs> I could do this. I could do this. And what was your first performance what was your first show my very first show was the ensemble in black nativity um yeah it was just you know I was just general which was cool you know being in front of people but then the next year I was um one of the principals in oh god I can't think of the name of the show I remember my character's name was Kadisha um and she was like this evil person um and I was like, this is so cool and fun. But I could, I got a chance to kind of grow um, who I was. And then the next year, 2009, I got um, uh, a contract to go perform 
in a circus in Switzerland. And I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am going. Even though I have a nine to five job, I don't know what's going to happen, but I went and it was amazing. Tell me, tell me about that experience. What was amazing about it? You know, it? it's not like an American circus because I'm thinking, okay, the circus over here is, you know, lions and tigers and all that. But over there, it's like this huge, massive tent that sits like right on the water. Think like a huge tent, like sitting out by like the Van Wazel or something like where that is. It's on the water and it's freezing cold over there. It's in December. And they bring in all these aerial acts and ringmasters. They weren't animals, just a lot of performance um, type of troops from around the world, China, Russia, England. And this is that year they wanted singers from America. Hmm. And so they found uh, Nate Jacobs and then he contracted six people. And I was one of them. And we went over there and sang Christmas songs. It was, wow. it was great. And so was, was it culturally like what had, was that your first time being yes. away? Yes, that was my first time overseas, not being away. Cause I had traveled to different places in the U S but overseas. Yeah. That was the first time. And I was like, I am here <sighs> with none of my immediate family. It was, um, I, I had some friends on the trip, but like, no family, but it was so wonderful to just be there and experience like the Swiss culture, like things like having to walk to work every day. I drive ev- everywhere over here, walking, like learning some of uh, the words, the basic stuff where you got to get by. A lot of people speak English, but in order to try to navigate, you want to, you know, learn the language. Mm-hmm. It was freezing cold. One of the perks was. There's chocolate everywhere. And I <laughs> love chocolate. Love. So yeah, that was great. Wow. So a quote that I, I've, I've read from you is, I'm just a vessel serving serving up a smile at a time using my unique brand of black girl magic. What does yeah. that mean? So I'm, I'm just telling people I'm just me. And apparently people tend to think I'm funny. I don't <laughs> know when I'm just being me. So I was like, I'm just, you know, serving up my own style of black girl magic. This is just me guys, you know, just being who I am. And my mother told me once, maybe a couple of years ago, she was like, you know, I prayed for you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, I asked God to give me joy. And he gave me you. And I was like, that is Aww. so sweet. I I think she was, she wanted something. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, it was beautiful. And I, I got back in my car and cried. I was like, that was great. So I feel like maybe it's my purpose to make people smile. Wow. So, you know, obviously I've seen you perform and which is exactly how we met was performing for yeah. West Coast Black Theater Troupe. And you are extremely talented and you are funny. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you have your comedic timing is just awesome so you have that gift but what's it like for you when when you're on stage whether you're doing comedy or you're singing or doing a dramatic piece like what's that feeling like for you um I I can only give it to you in the context of afterwards because when I'm on stage I'm kind of in the moment where I am but afterwards it's I almost feel like drained Mm. and not in a bad way it's like a rush but also drained like Oh, we did this work. And then you go out there and you 
hear or you see the smiles from people and it's like, okay, that's what that was about. And it gives me that, that rush, that energetic feeling like afterwards, because we might be singing and dancing and moving in high energy and it's nonstop, or it might be something serious where we have to take it there and be honest and to be that vulnerable in front of people is scary. And it, that could, that could drain you too, but it's, it's a rush and also draining. And I, but I appreciate, um, the feedback that I get. And it's like, okay, like someone could be having a day, but they come to the theater and they want to suspend reality for even an hour. And you're able to give them that gift. So for an hour or whatever, they're sitting there and they're not thinking of what's at home, the text I just got, dealing with my brother, my sister, my niece, my husband, my wife, whatever. The dog died. You know, my mother is sick. But for a moment, they're able to escape. Wow. And so do you ever get nervous? And if you do, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you handle it? Uh, I am more nervous in rehearsals. Really? Yeah. Because uh, what I'm learning about myself through therapy, we'll get there. (laughs) Um, I really, I don't like to make mistakes or mess up. And in rehearsals, that's where you have to do that to get to the point where the product, it is what it is. Because after that, every night, we're going out doing the same thing over and over again. But before that, it's like, oh God, I have to learn this stuff. I have to learn this song. Sing it out. Don't miss the note. Don't do this. I might fall to on a step, hit somebody, get in their way, not be where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And I, I overthink a lot. So I am more nervous when I'm learning something in front of people because that's where it's like, oh God, everybody's looking at me and they know I don't have this. Of course, nobody has it yet, but you know, I have to get over myself. So that type of anxiety, yes. you mentioned therapy, is that your way of dealing and coping with your anxiety? Um, no, because I just started therapy January of this year, and I'm learning, I guess, that I have slash had anxiety, you know, a type of it or whatever, but I started for other reasons, but it does help me in dealing with, you know, seeing how this trickles into every part of my life. And then since mm. performing is a big part of it. So, hey, what are you going to do, Ariel? You know, talk through these things, work it out in your head, set a plan, breathe, you know, stop, breathe. Mm. So if you had an opportunity to talk to your younger self or even, you know, an aspiring person wanting to pursue a life in the arts, what advice or what would you tell that person? My younger self, I would have said, go for it. Just leap. Just do it. You know, it's either a yes or a no. Anybody else, just try it. You know, because you never know. I, like I said, I had no idea I would be performing like none. Like I tell people all the time when I talk to them, other actors, and how did you start? How did you do this? I'm like, guys. I, my self-assessment of myself, a lot of people, my peers who know me, who've seen me perform, like she was very quiet, almost shy, didn't really do anything. I like, I'm content to be in the background. And on some levels, I still think I'm like that, though nobody agrees. But I would just say, you never know. Like, if I hadn't tried 
to audition or done that first show, who knows what I would be doing now. I really don't know. Hmm. So leaping, even yeah. even if you're not sure of where it's going to lead to. Yeah. That is, that's great advice, Just, especially for some people who are, you know, kind of on the fence. Mm-hmm. Just try. I mean, to to know that I can sing, I had to try first. Like I, I suppose the voice was already there, but I didn't know. I didn't open my mouth to try it. And then when I did, I was like, oh, there's something there. And I, it's just something to work with. I can get with this. When I didn't know I could write until you do it. That and to to sing, to write a song, to to do anything until you try. So tell me, what is it like working with other really talented people? I mean, what's that energy feel like when after you you finish the rehearsal and it's gelled and it's time to put the show on its feet? What does that feel like for you? Uh, I have always tried to, and I think this is where me being quiet came from. I was very observant. And so I always try to identify people who are stronger than me in certain areas because I want to get close to them and learn what I can. And so after it's done, I may go to these people like, you know, one-on-one and say, thank you for this because you doing this helped me. Like I, I try to learn from every experience that I'm, that I'm in. Cause there's a, a guy who I dance with sometimes, Derek, you know, Derek Goldburn. I don't think so. If you've seen him, you know, he is amazing. Like, no joke. The kid can do anything. And kid, because I think he's just 20, but his energy on stage is all or nothing. And I'm like, okay, tonight we're going out and give 200. That's that's what it is. And I may not say it, but I look at him, I see his energy and I'm like, okay, I have to match that because he's going to be on stage giving it up. I too have to go on stage and give it up. Nice. And I think when so- everybody has that mentality, it just, it works. Do you have a favorite show that you've done or that you aspire to do in the future? Uh, yes. For the future, <laughs> yes. Okay. One of my absolute favorites is Ain't Nothing But the Blues, uh-huh. which I did about 2014. It's a blues show. It's like a six-person ensemble show. And I like shows like that because everybody has to be on and giving it 215%. Because if not, the audience will know. And I was in the show with this one guy, um, Dean Wilson. Do you know Dean? Yes. Yeah, Dean is just like a firecracker mm-hmm. on stage. And he's mm-hmm. Every night before the show, he'd be like, all right, guys, 215. Like, and it's, we, we come out the gate dancing. And then we start singing. Then we dance again. And it's like a ping pong back and forth. But every night... Dean was relentless. And I'm like, okay, we got to give it up. And I love small shows where we just got to be like in that moment. So that is my absolute favorite show, musical. Now, mm-hmm. another play I did was The Mountaintop. It's a two-person show. It's a, it's a really good story. So if anyone wants to read a play, um, please read The Mountaintop. It is, oh, it's, a, it's a moment. It's about wow. um, Dr. King's last day in that hotel. And wow. it's a conversation between him and the maid who cleans the room. 
but I don't want to give it away. But anywho, I played, <laughs> I was just the understudy and I got a chance to go on. But if I ever had to do a show again, I would do that show. It is just so powerful. Wow. Now yeah. you've also added writing to your repertoire of the many things that you do. Tell me about your writing. I have. I've always had a penchant for writing. Um, never, ever, ever with the intent to show anyone. And so I am still working on how to get over that anxiety on how to um, re- uh, finish the book. And it's just barely started, but I'm, I've been holding myself back because I'm like, I don't know if people want to listen. So I was, anywho, in my efforts to kind of just rebrand myself and just launch myself to a different um, platform and do something different creatively, I was like, let me start, I don't even know what to call it, a newsletter, a blog. Let me just write and get this crap out of here. So I, I work with this um wonderful woman named Eleanor and she's like teaching herself how to do web design or whatever. So she's like, if you want to, let's help each other. You have ideas. I'm trying to learn. I can help you get this off the ground. So she helped me with, you know, figuring out what I want. And I was like, you know, I'll just do this monthly first of every month, just put out this blog. And it's, it's really just talking to me or dealing with what I see, what I'm going through. And then I like, think, three months into it. I started September, 2019. So like two months, I was like, music is a big part of what I do every day, either listening or singing. So I was like, let me just add like a playlist. Oh, let me just do this. And so now I'm just like writing a blog and putting out a musical component with it. And later, who knows, it may, you know, transfer to video. So we'll mm. see. Well, that is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this interview with you because getting your the blueprint, which I love, that Thank landed, you. it's so awesome. I was like, that is genius. It took me so long to get there, but after I got there, I was like, this makes so much sense. It is perfect. I mean, coming Thank from you. a marketing perspective, that is brilliant. Thank you. Um, but one of the things that stood out for me is that you're sh- you're sharing your vulnerable bits. And you know, that is huge for me with real talk is being, being real. Is it scary for you putting, putting that information out there? Um, yeah. And even as I answer that question, I'm tearing up only because I know the, uh, the depths that I went to and the stuff that I didn't even go down enough to get, because I'm like, I don't, I don't think they're ready to swim that deep in the ocean, Ariel. But if I can help someone who might be going through. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Crying because a girl I was really good friends with in college because of time. We just lost contact. Still um, follow each other on social media platforms or whatever. And I think my January blueprint or something, she texts me and she, this long text message, was like, Hey, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm going through this. See you help me do this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh my God, girlfriend. Like, you know, you don't have to go through this alone. Like let's be there for each other. I didn't know that my words were reaching her like that 
So I was like grateful to God, like, oh my God, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but if one person can like help themselves to go get over what they're dealing with, then I'm good. Like this is for a purpose. Well, you certainly, you reached me and um, I'm not afraid to say I'm so hypercritical (laughs) when it comes to, you know, the branding aspect of when I'm reading a newsletter, the content, obviously, like if you, if, if you claim that you're going to talk about a certain thing and then you don't, then I'm probably not going to tune in. And you're, you're very genuine. You're very authentic. You're very open. You're like, this is my world. Step inside for a minute. And then I love to see your progression. Like, you know, we've known each other now for over a decade and seeing you blossom and seeing you grow and getting that snippet of your life each month, because, you know, we're not in constant contact. Right. And that just gives me joy, you know, so you hit it, you, you, you nailed it with, you know, how you're presenting yourself and then even the frequency, you know, you're not trying to come at me every week. No. Um, <laughs> I, I lovely is hard. Like, listen, like five months in, I was like, what are you doing, Aria? Like, is this even worth it? And I'm like, but at the core, I was like, I made a promise to myself. Mm-hmm. And so I have had issues with consistency. So I'm like, listen, it's once a month, girl, put it out. Who the hell knows? But so I'm like, I am just trying to, keep the promise to myself. Like I said, I was going to do it every month. I'm going to do it every month. That is awesome. Well, congratulations on doing that because consistency is very, it's for any creative because we go through those moments where we get this idea and we're like, oh my God, this is awesome. And we start running with it. And then those moments of self-doubt and that inner critic start, you know, gabbing. And so then it's like, well, is anyone really listening? Does anyone really care? Maybe if I don't do it, how do you, how do you maintain that? Cause it's, it's, it's easy. Like I said, when you get started, but how do you maintain that? Um, I make notes to myself, shout out to this iPhone because the notes app is life. And so I make these notes to myself and while saying I'm going to be consistent, I also don't want to lie. And so the end of January, I just come from my birthdays in January, it's the beginning of the year, 2020 is off to a great start. And then towards the end, after I come from Aruba, Kobe Bryant dies, just shit is hitting the fan. And I'm like, I don't, I have anything to write about. And so I'm like making notes, doing research. And I'm like, it just, it's not genuine and honest. And so I will literally push it until the 31st at 11 o'clock and be done. But I'm like, I can't, I don't want to do anything that's not honest to me because I have nothing to talk about. Hmm. How do you overcome those moments where you feel like I don't have anything to talk about or, you know, feeling like you'll be a disappointment to the people. that I, I, I step away and I sit and think, what is it that I'm scared of? And what is it that I'm not confronting? Cause there's, I mean, life is happening and it's coming at us quick. So what is it that is happening right now that is honest and true to you? And even if it may not be this, grandiose title or something deep it doesn't have to be and that's what I have to tell myself like stop trying to overthink things Mm -hmm. slow down breathe 
Yeah. That's a great reminder. I have, I know that personally, I have to constantly remind myself of that because it, it can feel like pressure. Yeah. You know, that you, yep. you put out this promise and it's something that you have to live up to. And now more than ever there, we have, it's not necessarily competition, but there's mm-hmm. a there are so many people sitting at home saying the same thing. I have these thoughts. I want to put them out in the world. And so, you know, we're vying for other people's attention, but ultimately at at the end of the day, you're you and they are them. At least that's what I tell myself. There there isn't another voice like yours. And so if for no other reason, it's to share your uniqueness and honey, you are definitely (laughs) unique. Mm -hmm. And I certainly appreciate your voice. So thank you for sticking with your commitment to put out your content because thank I appreciate you. It. So with all of the work that you do, how do you unwind? Like what's a guilty pleasure for you? Um, I really like candy crush. <laughs> okay. I hope nobody judges me. It is <laughs> no judgment. Mindless games that I can just play. I also like puzzles too. Like there's this other puzzle game on my phone that if I need to just like, think through something, I'll just play this because it's people say it's like Tetris. I've never played Tetris. So if that helps anybody get a frame of mind, that's what it is. But those two games or there's this fill in puzzle book. I really like brain games, I suppose. But I do just put the phone down, just go play this for a couple of pages, come back. That's it. Nice. Hey, I like it. I mean, think about it. For a lot of people, their guilty pleasure might be, you know, chocolate or drinking. I mean, you're talking brain games. Oh, no. See, those aren't (laughs) guilty for me. So I don't feel guilty when I'm drinking wine or eating chocolate. (laughs) Nice. I like that. (laughs) So what's, you know, with this virus happening and everything is pretty much shut down, were you in the process of rehearsing for a show? I was. I was. Rehearsing for an original work called Ruby that Nate Jacobs of the West Coast Black Theater Troupe was going to write. And I think we were two weeks in and uh, yeah, just we had at the theater, which I worked for too, we had just closed production on the show that was running thinking that, oh, by mid April, when this next show was supposed to go, we, you know, we might be in the, the world might be in a better place where we can open this one up. But as um, time progressed, you know, it came down the pipeline that, you know, we'd have to in fact close this show and then the rest of the season. So it wow. put a lot of people out of work. Are you taking advantage of any like online opportunities to like do live or joining performances? No, I, I'm not. I, I'd honestly taken a, a break from social media. Um, this was like right before April 1st when my blueprint was supposed to come out. And I was like, oh no, I got to get back on to promote this because I hope people know. And so like I'm on the second, I took like a couple of days off to just back away because it's a lot of stuff coming at me and I don't want to get overwhelmed because it's like, I, and, I, and I can stay on here forever. I don't want to do that with my whole day. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm getting reacclimated. There are some people who are just like, hey, send some monologues, send a song, do this. And so I'm slowly trying to figure out what I want to do in this whole new internet world, you know? Mm-hmm. It is definitely 
an interesting time. You know, it, like is. I said, it feels like there are so many other people that are finding their creative voice and their courage to release things out into the internet world. Yeah. But I'm with you in that. I think because we're sort of used to being on the go and being creative, mm-hmm. this is a time to sort of step back and be still yes. and, and rest so yeah. that we can, you know, whatever is going to come next, that we can be prepared for that. Because I think unless you're the type of person who, you know, for these newbies, I like to say for these newbies that they get in and they're like, oh, I can do this. They don't have the stamina that we've built up. Right. And so I think that's going to be to our benefit to not feel so compelled to be in the rat race and take this time, you know, to rest and reset. So yeah, because that's, that's necessary to being in the race, mm-hmm. knowing how to reset. Because we don't get this normally. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, I am like, oh, I can I can actually maybe sing at church or I had a, another gig with this church I sometimes sing at. They're you know, like, can you come in and record some stuff? Because they're going to stream it live. I'm like, yeah, I got, I got time. I can do that right. for sure. And, well, you know, thank God for small blessings. Like, okay, it's still a small paid gig. I can still do. Well, even still, I mean, an opportunity to share your gift. I mean, you'll have to most definitely let me know. Put that in the next blueprint. Okay. <laughs> So that I know when that's going to happen. I, I am bad about that. that. Like things coming up. I'm like, oh yeah, Ariel, you have a whole calendar. And you, like, uh, I actually made a calendar late last year on Canva. Like mm-hmm. I need to stop using my phone so much, write this stuff out. And I did, but I'm bad at like, oh yeah, this is coming. This is coming. And telling people what's coming down the pipeline. Well, um, hello. I'll do better. I'll do better. <laughs> Please do better so that I can stay connected and see the things that you're doing. For sure. Um, and share because you have such a talent. You are such a just amazing, amazing person. You have helped me. I, you know, we've been backstage and just seeing your energy and seeing your vitality is just, it's been a blessing to me. So I certainly thank you for that. Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to share with my listeners that we should know about you? Oh, God. Uh, no. Here's a time where I, I wish I had like a manager or a publicist. Because <laughs> I'm sure there's something, but nothing comes to mind. Oh, 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 maybe this. This is important. Check out my website, www.simplyarielblue.com. And you can catch up and read what Jazzy's talking about. These the blueprint. All the messages are there from September 2019 till now. There. Nice. I like it. Of course, I will have your links in the show notes so that people can find that link as well. And honey, I want to thank you for this time. I know it, it may seem to a lot of people that, oh, it's quarantine. We have all this time in the world. But, you know, we are keeping busy. And so I do appreciate the time. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. And I, I hope I hope your listeners know you by Jazzy because I definitely called you that. And they might know by Jasmine Herman. So I'm so apologize. Let me be business. <laughs> thank you, Miss Jasmine Herman. No, thank you, honey.